Welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. It is great to be back. Uh, we've been gone a little bit, right, David? I think I took a little vacation. And then David took a little vacation. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, David had uh, quadruple bypass surgery, uh, which for a man of 29 is unusual. Uh, but David's not 29 sure, for David. Uh, mine was not that unusual. No, but uh, you're, you're still Dr. a little Lena sore. George but with your health tip of the day. Did so you know that before can cause chronic ear itching? Uh, that's, that's Q-tips remove natural oils that prevent skin from becoming dry and itchy. They also promote wax blockage that can cause hearing loss and infection. Instead of using Q-tips, use alcohol drops. Put two to three drops of alcohol in the ear and let stand for about 30 seconds. Then let the alcohol drain. <laughs> yeah. This will not only so they, control itching, and TV but it right will about, also decrease you know, the risk of external ear infections, infections and just drones also known all as swimmer's ear. To prevent swimmer's ear, uh, the so drops should be used after any MSNBC water exposure, including swimming in and showering. Good information if you have a history of ear infections, um, a history of ear surgery, noticed, or if you have pain or bleeding from your ear, on the you should see a doctor prior to using the alcohol drops. Please join me on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. for Medicine on Call. This is Dr. Elena George. Say there's been some positive movement, and um, let's let's and that's what we want to talk about in today's show is kind of where we are in uh, in the great immigration debate, uh, kind of what we're sitting on, what what's going on out there, and uh, let, let's let's take a stroll down memory lane over the last month or so, uh, and uh, we first uh, hear about. Uh, a possible deal between a bipartisan deal in the Senate. Because if you remember, David, the president said, you got to build my wall, and uh, I'll give you the DREAM Act. Okay, that was kind of his thing. But when he talked about a wall, it's not quite clear in the discussions that he has outside the public eye. Well, I don't really mean a wall. Uh, I mean a wall plus other stuff. I want you to... You know, whatever makes the border work. Now, it's quite clear Trump has no idea how border security works um, or literally how much we're currently spending on it. Um, so let's look at uh, – so, so what happened is Graham and Durbin got together, all right, and they previously had introduced a bipartisan act back in July of last year uh, called the DREAM Act. And this bipartisan bill uh, did a number of things. Uh, that uh, are really quite helpful to border security and to uh, and to these DACA kids. Uh, the, and what what this did is the following. Let me take a look here. Uh, if you came to the United States uh, and uh, before 2012, June 15, 2012, you graduated from high school, got a GED. You're pursuing highly education. You're working for at least three years, or you're going to serve in the military, which because they'd have to talk to the military about that, David, because you, 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 you know where, because we've talked about it before. If you have a DACA, you can't currently go in the military. You could for a little while, which is why there's somewhere around 800 DACA kids in the U.S. military, but you can't right now. Have to speak English, which, of course, they do, and no felony. Um, and uh, the, uh, the section of the DREAM Act they came out with in July was really – just a straightforward dream act. I mean, that, that's literally, literally all it was, and, and which was a wonderful thing for advocates to go. Oh, look at the dream act! Look at the. Dream. But that was never going to really become law because it wasn't attached to anything else. It was just, it was kind of a a place to to sit out there uh, on what it is. Uh, so then they came out on on January seventeenth. Uh, well, they came out earlier in, in January with another bill. Now, th- on this bill, 
also kind of called gra- Durban, gra- uh, um, uh, Durban Grammar, Graham Durban. Uh, you also had Jeff Flake on board. Uh, you had Corey Gardner, Lisa Murkowski, uh, Lamar Alexander, Susan Collins, Mike Rounds. Uh, I mean, there's about a, you know eight eight Republicans, um, and probably enough, although not quite to get the sixty. But you know, honestly, on the floor, we'd probably get the sixty. Uh, this bill allocates $2.7 billion to border security improvements, eliminates the visa lottery, makes the DACA program permanent in that it gives a, a green card to these kids. Um, and that bill uh, was met with, oh, bipartisan bill, border security. Uh, so that's when uh, Graham and uh, Durbin walk over to the White House. Uh, now this uh, this has got to be really one of the most interesting White House meetings, uh, uh, maybe possibly ever, but certainly in the Trump administration. So that morning, Graham calls Trump and says, "Look, we got a deal. Here's the basic outlines. You're going to get two billion dollars for the wall. He says, oh, it's great. It's a great. It's a down payment on the wall." Uh, and Trump even calls Durbin, "Come on over to the White House at noon." This is at 10 o'clock in the morning. Come on over at noon. Now, David, you, you've been in Washington, D.C. You know, you can get to the White House and, you know, from inside the Capitol, probably 30 minutes you can be inside the White House. Uh, they got there at noon, and to their surprise, in that White House meeting uh, was not just President Trump, uh, but in fact was Senators Cotton and Purdue. Uh, they of uh, the Anti-Immigration Raise Act sitting in that room. Uh, and uh, this has got to be, to these guys, wow, this is, um, this is kind of nuts. So this is, in, this is early January, uh, and this is where uh, on that Thursday, which was January 10th, um, or January 11th, yeah, January 11th, um, he said, you know what? Why do we want all these people coming from these countries? Now, he used a word, David, uh, that, uh, that I'm not going to use on, on air because this, this is family radio. Is, is this family radio? Yeah, it's family radio. Uh, but you know what he said. Uh, describing um, uh, El Salvador, uh, Haiti, and literally the entire continent of Africa. <laughs> um, why do we need more Haitians? Take them out. Um, you know, why do we want people from Haiti? Don't we have plenty of Haitians here already? This is the same man who begged for votes in the Haitian community back last year, by the way. Um, and Durbin, uh, apparently, uh, they're, they're offended his sensibilities, apparently. Uh, but Graham himself was taken aback by this, said something to the president in the meeting. He will, uh, Graham, and Graham will not confirm any of this, but Durbin uh, certainly let, let it out, as did others that were in the meeting. Um, and uh, also in that meeting was uh, Kevin McCarthy, some of the anti-immigration people from the House, all apparently had been called after Trump spoke to Durbin and Graham at 10, apparently had rushed to the, the White House to get there before this meeting. Uh, and basically they said, this gang of six proposal is dead. Um, it's just dead. This, I mean, this bill is $1.6 billion on the wall. Um, give a path to res- uh, to residents for these kids. Uh, apparently, also at that meeting uh, was John Kelly and uh, Stephen Miller, uh, the president's uh, modern-day version of Roy Cohn. 
Uh, David, you remember who Roy Cohn was? You remember Roy Cohn, uh, the American Anti-American Activities Committee, uh, general counsel for Joe McCarthy, ended up becoming a kind of a uh, an evil father figure for Trump, uh, you know, because Trump's dad never showed him really any love. And so Roy Cohn became like his guide, his, uh, his, his spirit guide uh, early on in his career in New York City. Uh, and Stephen Miller is just reminiscent of Roy Cohn. I think he sees in, in Stephen Miller this kind of mini Roy Cohn without the law degree. Uh, but Roy Cohn has been uh, Trump's immigration brain really since uh, before the ele- well before the election. Um, and at this point, they said, oh, now this is not enough. We're not going to work on this. Well, there, was, there, there ensued, therefore, a week of um, recriminations. Why is this happening? Why don't we want to deal? And then... The uh, uh, there was a refocus on the Secure America Act uh, uh, that came out of the House. Now this is an act by Bob Goodlatte, who loves to say, David, that he used to be an immigration lawyer. He used to be an immigration lawyer. The last time Bob Goodlatte was an immigration lawyer was 24 years ago, before the makeup of our current system was in place. Bob Goodlett knows no more about U.S. immigration law than my aging Weimarana. A company with Goodlett now is now somebody who does know immigration law, uh, and this is the one of the current representatives from Idaho uh, who uh, uh, is running for governor in Idaho. And uh, this guy, uh, I've known him for years, um, and I'm very disappointed in the uh, positions he takes here because they're clearly anti-immigrant. So, you know, he makes his career, makes a little bit of money doing immigration law, then goes to Congress and becomes virulently anti-immigrant as a te- as a Latino. And uh, Rule, I'm just really, I'm disappointed in you, my friend. If you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you do, I'm very disappointed, as is every one of your prior colleagues. Wildly disappointed in you. So this bill, which uh, doesn't give the DREAM Act kids anything other than a three-year work permit, renewable forever, essentially eliminates family-based immigration. Um, Essentially, it does eliminate the diversity lottery, which has been a wellspring of African immigration for the last 28 years, uh, and uh, eliminates a number of due process protections currently in place uh, under U.S. law. So this is uh, it's a it's a bill that has zero chance of passing the House and won't even be put on the floor in the Senate. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but what's happening? This bill is supported by a number of our Georgia elected representatives in Congress. Unclear whether your Congresswoman Karen Handel supports it because she won't say what she supports. Literally, about anything. she is literally a woman without beliefs. She believes nothing. Uh, at least nothing strongly enough to voice it publicly. <clears throat> and so they want, they're demanding a vote on the Goodlatte bill on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, they said, look, we're not going to vote on Graham Durbin. We're not going to vote on any positive bill. Vote on this. And in fact, they would come out today that they are threatening to shut down the U.S. government unless they have a vote on their immigration bill. Now, does that sound familiar to you? 
That's kind of exactly what the Democrats did last week or two weeks ago. It was a week and a half ago. Uh, Vote on the DREAM Act. We're going to shut the government down. Now, the government was shut down for a a weekend. So it's like the government wasn't really shut down. Uh, But you you got this really interesting situation where now the Republicans – uh, the the Tea Party Caucus, the the unaptly named Freedom Caucus, who wants to take away freedom from people, um, are threatening to close the government down unless there's a vote on that bill. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a vote on the bill. I don't think I don't think uh, Ryan wants to put it out there, and I think he realizes that a vote on that bill is another nail in the, in the proverbial coffin of the GOP in the midterm elections. I think he understands that, um, so there won't be a bill on that. Um, no vote on that. So the, and another bill just came out yesterday in the House of Representatives, another bill proposed by a group of moderates. Uh, they call themselves the uh, – oh, David, what is their name? Uh, uh, they are the Problem Solvers Caucus, the Problem Solvers Caucus, 60, 60 members, 30 GOP, 30 Republicans. They proposed a, a, a solution on the DREAM Act, uh, which is the kids get the DREAM Act – they get green cards uh, over a period of like ten years, uh, and there is, and they can't sponsor their parents, and in return, Trump gets the wall. So it's it's essentially the Graham Durbin proposal. But now there's thirty Republicans on the record uh, supporting this. Now in the House of Representatives, what is the makeup, David, uh, as far as the numbers of uh, makeup of House of Rep? Let's take a look at those numbers. Uh, I don't. I don't have anybody here to you know look this up for me, Dave. I'd look it down. So we've got a party breakdown. The Democrats have 193 seats. Uh, there are four vacancies, uh, and the Republicans have 238 seats. How is there four vacancies? I mean, this. I guess there's no special election in any of these places. Um, so uh, and those t- and three of those vacancies are Republicans. You think those they'd be doing something? Oh, there's a special election next this month, isn't there? So, in order to pass a bill, you either need uh, 90% of Republicans to support it, or you need every Democrat and 24 Republicans. So, David, if you've got a bill that every Democrat supports and 30 Republicans support, why is there no vote on that bill? Well, that would go back to the uh, child molester rule. I'm sorry, the Hastert rule. I get those confused all the time. Um, and where Hastert created a rule when he was speaker where there would not be a vote on a bill unless a majority of the majority supported it. Uh, it is it is wreaked havoc, havoc in our de- in democratic system and meant that the House only passes wildly partisan pieces of legislation. It's all that passes is wildly partisan pieces of legislation. There's... Literally, in fact, the only bipartisan piece that's passed in recent years, in this last year, was the Russian sanctions bill, which Trump announced yesterday he is not going to use. Um, let's take our first break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. 
Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Stop calling me Shirley. Uh, it's great to be back here. <laughs> oh, David, you caught that on radio. That's amazing. And stop calling me Shirley. Um, so yesterday, the, uh, the Problem Solvers Caucus uh, came out with a proposal um, on immigration law uh, to... Uh, deal with the issue of dreamers and border security. This bill is uh, reminiscent of um, a bill put it, uh, of the Graham-Durbin bill and is, uh, uh, I think, something that I think deserves a look at because it does, in fact, uh, have uh, the, uh, the elements uh, and the votes necessary to pass the House. It just does. Now, it's... A, it's It's a Republican, Democratic, bipartisan bill. Uh, it is a, uh, a bill that is um, uh, designed to try to attract people to vote for it to solve the DREAM Act issue uh, and to start kickstart uh, at least uh, the analysis of the wall. Because, David, you know, you just don't go to the border and build a wall. Uh, you've got to do uh, inspections, uh, groundwork, um, Of environmental impact statements, although they waived a lot of that stuff. But at least you've got to figure out you're not going to build a 50-foot wall on sand. At least I don't, I don't think you would, David. You, you're from Texas. Would you build a 50-foot wall on sand? Trump can do anything. He can, he's invincible! Boop, boop, boop. You know, you can't spell America without me. Uh, one, of my, one of my new books I'll be reading this, this year about Mr. Trump. Uh, so you've got a, this interesting situation where the problem solvers have come out With proposals, I'm going to try to take a look at this uh, uh, this particular bill. I guess it's 24 Democrats, 24 Republicans, and if all if you put us on the floor, then if 193 Democrats voted for it, they have 24 Republicans. It passes 217. That's what you need, right? No, you need 218, but you don't need 218 because there's four missing votes. So 217 actually passes this bill. Um, So this package contains a path. And, you know, David, they keep saying this, and you have talked about this for years, a path to citizenship. You know, what does that mean? And you know this is the phrase that drives me absolutely bananas. Because there's no – and I had a client coming the other day, a new client. I, oh, no, no, actually it wasn't. The guy was repairing something in my house, my security system. So, you know, I, I see you're an immigration lawyer. Um, and, you know, my wife and I, are, we don't want these dreamers to get citizenship because my wife has waited 20 years to become a citizen. And I said, 20 years? Well, we didn't have any money. Oh, so she hasn't waited 20 years. She just delayed 20 years. That's different. 
And these kids aren't getting citizenship. They get a green card. Oh, they should get green cards for sure. I thought they were getting citizenship directly. See, this is this is the importance of words. Uh, and when people don't understand immigration, I think they're getting citizen. No, it's a pathway to legality. Um, it's it's just wildly frustrating that we we have politicians that that intentionally talk about something uh, in a way that is uh, wildly inaccurate. Uh, and designed to create a, um, um, how would you say, a, 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 a sentiment against the proposal, uh, a sentiment that, that, that speaks to uh, a disinformation campaign. Uh, so this Problem Solvers Caucus thing, proposal, is a lot like the Graham-Durbin bill, which Trump rejected. Um, and this particular bill... Uh, allows kids to get uh, green cards uh, oh, and over a period of 10 to 12 years if they want to obtain citizenship they can, but they have to maintain a criminal record and pay their taxes and, and graduate from high school and do all, do all these things they would typically be doing they would also give $1.6 billion for physical barriers such as uh, uh, walls and fencing and $1.1 billion for technology and other measures would also appropriate money for drug screening, border access roads, and personnel, and authorize a study on adding fees related to activities like crossing the border that can be spent on border security. Um, and uh, on the diversity lottery, the one that Trump is just, you know, I guess he just doesn't like black people, uh, wants to get rid of, uh, is takes a diversity lottery and, quote, ends it, uh, but what it does is it creates – it does two things. One, it takes half those numbers and allows half those numbers, 25000 a year, to allow the people who Trump is canceling temporary protected status on to stay in the United States, to get a green card through that process. The other 25000 is allocated towards an experimental, merit-based program directed towards those countries for whom the diversity lottery applies. So – it basically cuts in half the diversity lottery, and instead of luck being the primary generator, um, education, experience, um, uh, volunteer work, English ability, uh, merit, all get considered in that the other 25,000 green cards. I think it's actually quite a bold experiment uh, and something that actually solves a problem without simply eliminating immigration. I, to me, it's it's actually pretty darn good, pretty insightful uh, to do something like that. A takeoff of what was proposed back in 2013 when we, when Congress, the Senate, voted to eliminate the diversity lottery and in return t- create a merit-based system for those 50,000 green cards. Another thing I really like about this proposal is that uh, it also brings us all together in one place to solve some of the nagging issues with our current immigration process. I think, David, it could easily pass the House, but I think that Paul Ryan will simply not allow a vote on it. Now, let's let's look at the, 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 the politics of this a little bit. He won't allow a vote on it, but, it's always a but here, if the Freedom Caucus says, we're, gonna, we're not going to vote for an extension of the funding for this year, not going to vote for a CR, Unless you bring the Goodlatte bill to the floor, Ryan might say, 
you know what? I'm going to bring this bill to the floor. I'm going to tie the CR to this bill, the Freedom uh, Caucus Problem Solvers Bill, and we're going to pass the CR. I think it passes, obviously, in a heartbeat. But, another but, the consequence of that is that the Freedom Caucus would demand Paul Ryan's resignation. Because right now, the Freedom Caucus thinks they run the House of Representatives. They think they own Paul Ryan. And maybe they do, um, but Paul Ryan's not running for re-election in two years, right, David? I think this year he's running for re-election, but not in two years. Uh, and so maybe he thinks, uh, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go out in a blaze of glory. Uh, so I, I am really curious to see what Ryan's going to do. On the floor of the Senate, this this bill passes. It just does. And it passes with 60 votes. There will be enough Democrat Republicans who will vote for this bill? I think Johnny Isaacson might come out and vote for this bill. Uh, I think that's a powerful statement and a powerful um, uh, 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 position for him to uh, for him to be in as part of this process. And uh, if, if Johnny does in fact uh, do that, I think we've got uh, got the votes in place to make that happen. I think as a Georgia citizen of this glorious state, I think we need to really be focused, ignore uh, uh, Captain Numbnuts, Purdue, who's not going to be reelected in 2020, and focus on Johnny Isaacson, who I think in his last years in office um, may be willing to do what's right for America and what's right for Georgia, particularly if he gets pushed. Now, Graham and Durbin went back to the drawing tables. Okay, so they get rebuffed. Uh, they come back to the drawing table, and they say, look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna look at this again, and we're gonna come out with another proposal um, that works with more people in the in the in the House and Senate uh, that really uh, maybe makes this an even a, a better option uh, for this. Now, what I loved is the result of the Graham Durbin action initially on the 10th of January. The White House came out with a bill, um, and the White House bill. Uh, got a lot of heat. I mean, the White House, but the White House proposal got an enormous amount of heat uh, from the right. Now, this White House proposal, David, it was funny because a friend of mine on Facebook said, "Hey, I'm speaking on the radio about this. Uh, I need to uh, I need to know what what the what the details of, the, of their bill is." And I wrote, "There there there are no details. It's literally a one page proposal." So. Let's take a look at the White House Framework on Immigration Reform, written by President Miller and his Chief of Staff, John Kelly. Um, so this uh, White House Framework is as follows. I, very interesting proposal uh, that they have out there, not written in law. It starts out with border security. Securing the southern and northern border of the United States takes a combination of physical infrastructure technology, personnel, resources, authorities, and the ability to close legal loopholes. Now, David, do you know another name for legal loopholes? Do you happen to know what that is? It's called the law. It's called, just in case you were curious, it's called the law. Um, that are exploited by smugglers, traffickers, cartels, criminals, and terrorists. Now, I have a question right here for you, David. Uh, which of them actually know about the legal loopholes? Probably none of them. Because who knows the most about the law? 
universe. So here's my question: Which of these do which of these uh, definitions do lawyers fall into? Are we smugglers, traffickers, cartels, criminals, or terrorists? I'm just curious what the White House thinks we are. Um, you have an option opinion on that, David? No, you don't. <laughs> well, I have an opinion. Um, probably not one that you'd want to hear. <laughs> no, I definitely don't want to hear it. Um, so you've got the White House saying that immigration lawyers who know about legal loopholes are either smugglers, traffickers, cartels, criminals, or terrorists. So first, but they don't identify what those loopholes, those quote loopholes are. So first point, the Department of Homeland Security must have tools to deter illegal immigration. Okay. They, they don't have those already? The ability to remove individuals who legally illegally enter the United States. They... They do have those. And the vital authority necessary to protect national security. I don't even know what that means, the vital authorities. Um, Then it says, the measures below are the minimum tools necessary to mitigate the rapidly growing surge of illegal immigration. There's an extra space in there. It drives me crazy, David, extra space in there. Um, we're going to go through these in a minute because these apparently are the White House's bottom line negotiated. When they, this is their bottom line. We don't believe that, but this is what they say. We're back in a minute here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. David, is this still the most listened to podcast on immigration in the known universe? As far as I know. As far as you know. That, that's all we care about, as far as you know. All right, so here are the measures that the White House wants to, quote, mitigate the rapidly growing surge of illegal immigration. That's literally, I got to stop using the word literally because it doesn't mean anything anymore. That's a lie. Just, Just a lie. It's not true. There is not a rapidly growing surge of illegal immigration. If anything, it's a rapidly shrinking surge of illegal immigration. So here's what they want. Point one. A $25 billion trust fund for border for the border wall system, comma, ports of entry slash exit, 
and northern border improvements and enhancements. So without even telling you, David, what they want to build or how they want to do it, they just want $25 billion. Does this sound like something that a real estate developer would say to a bank? Yeah. I mean, this is third grade kind of stuff. Close crippling personnel deficiencies by appropriating additional funds to hire new DHS personnel, ICE attorneys, immigration judges, prosecutors, presumably at DHS because DOH, DHS at DOJ because DHS doesn't have any, any prosecutors, and law enforcement professionals. What crippling deficiencies are there? Here's one thing I do know, David. You know that he, Trump talks about increasing the size of the Border Patrol by 10,000 agents, right? Do you know that the Border Patrol is actually, actually is reducing in numbers? Do, do you know why? They can't keep people on the job. And they can't hire fast enough. You know why? Because nobody wants the job. It sucks. It's a sucky job. And so uh, if you could get a job as a police officer in a nice small town somewhere in the country and get paid the same as walking along the U.S. border in the heat all summer long in the South, what would you choose to do? The other problem is there's massive amounts of corruption within the Border Patrol. And every week there is a new Border Patrol agent arrested for corruption. Uh, so they literally can't hire fast. David, tell me to stop using that word. They cannot hire fast enough. So they want to eliminate, we talked about this in the previous show, the lie detector test requirement to get a job at the Border Patrol. Wow. All right, next. Uh, there is no crippling personnel deficiency among ICE attorneys, by the way. They don't have enough immigration judges, but... I don't know people that are qualified to be a judge that will want to do that job at this point. It sucks. Hiring and pay reforms to ensure the recruitment and retention of critically needed personnel. Okay. How much pay? What do you want to get paid? Deter illegal entry by by ending dangerous, statutorily imposed catch and release. David, this might be the legal loophole they're referring to, the, the statute. Legally imposed catch and release. Now, David, do you know what he's referring to there? This is the Wilbur Wilberforce human trafficking laws that say you cannot detain a child in immigration custody with his mother. You ha- if they're trafficked, you have to let them out. They want to detain m- children who are fleeing for their lives. That's what they want to do. And by closing legal loopholes that have eroded our ability to secure the immigration system and protect public safety without identifying what those are. It's very typical of Stephen Miller, because he's a, generally speaking, he's a moron uh, who doesn't know the law, but knows how much he hates immigrants. So you throw these words out there, they have little to no meaning whatsoever, but they do gin up the, yes, we've got to stop doing this. And you have more people who don't know what they're talking about demanding a solution to something that they don't even know is actually a problem. Um, next, ensure the detention and removal of criminal aliens, gang members, violent offenders, and aggravated felons. David, I, do, do you know, are we actually letting gang members out of jail? Is ICE letting them go? Do you know the answer to that question, David? No. Yeah. You do know the answer to that question. The answer is no. So the answer is yes, it's no. Uh, no, that's just a lie. Just a lie. Uh, and what is a criminal alien after all? That would be a non-U.S. citizen who commits a crime. All right, what kind of crime? Are there levels of crime? Are there people that make mistakes? 
that should be deported after long terms of residence in the United States? Apparently, Stephen Miller, yes. Uh, we apparently now only let saints in the country except the president didn't get elected to be a saint. He's just the president. So we're going to forgive him for paying off a stripper a month before the election. I hear Mel- Melania was a little upset when she found out. Um, ensure the prompt removal of illegal border crossers regardless of country of origin after they go through due process. Uh, yeah, and that is because there are certain countries that we don't return people to, but Trump was supposed to deal with that. Of course he hasn't. Deter visa overstays with expedited removal. This, this is a massive change in the law. So if you overstay your visa and you came under the visa waiver, yes, you, you do get deported basically immediately. But if you overstay a regular visitor visa or a work visa, you get to go through the deportation process. That's just the way it is. Basically, they want to eliminate due process in the immigration system. Now, out of the blue comes this one, Dave. This is one I love. Ensure synthetic drugs, open print fentanyl, close print, are prevented from entering the country. What do you know about fentanyl, David? It's bad. I think it's a replacement for opioids. I think you can make Oxycontin out of it or something like that. And I know in New Jersey they found, they found like 100 pounds of it somewhere, which is enough to kill everybody in New York, New Jersey. Um, they found that in somebody's house or something like that. I agree. But how do you insure it? I mean, how much money do you need? How's the war on drugs working out for you? How's that working so far? It's now, when did we start the war on drugs? 1980? Yeah, I'm sure we'll win this soon. Uh, Institute immigration court reforms to improve efficiency and prevent fraud and abuse. Another way to say that is to is to say eliminate due process in immigration courts to deport people faster. So we'll give you the semblance of due process without the substance. Oh, I love that. DACA legalization. So after we do all that, provide legal status for DACA recipients and other DACA-eligible illegal immigrants, adjusting the time frame to encompass a total population of approximately 1.8 million individuals. You know what's funny about this, David? Is they're saying, well, that's more than Obama protected. But if you go back to Obama's announcement on DACA, he said it would protect 1.8 million people. Odd numbers. Odd numbers. And yet only about... Ultimately, about 900,000 people applied. There's currently about 700,000 on and about 100,000 got denied. Um, so you've got a 10 to 12-year path to citizenship with work requirements, education, and good moral character. Clear eligibility requirements to mitigate fraud, which means it makes it hard to get, which means you won't get $1.8 million. And status subject to revocation for criminal conduct or public safety and national security concerns, public charge, fraud. So basically, half the kids will be knocked out. Uh, if they, there's one provision we saw in one of the bills, David. If you fall below 150% of poverty-level income, they take your DACA green card away. So if you become poor for some reason, you're deported. A nutcase solution. Protect the nuclear... I love that. Protect the nuclear family. Or how did, Trump, how did George Bush say that? The nuclear the nuclear? I forget how Bush said that word. It's very entertaining. Um, by not allowing any other family in. Okay, So only spouses and children under 18 can get a green card, ending family immigration to the United States. They use this word chain, uh, which is designed to be a negative. It's designed to be derogatory. It's meant to invoke feelings of hatred and, and, and horribleness. 
and and evil. Oh, it's a chain of immigration will drag us down to the pits of eternal hell. But that's how most of Americans have come. That's how my parents, my grandparents came through family immigration. Um, I would dare say Melania's parents came through family immigration. Melania's sister came through family immigration. Trump's aunts and uncles came through family immigration. So if you came that way, do we get to deport you? I'm just curious because then we could deport President Trump. Um, Apply these changes prospectively but process everybody in the 4 million backlog. Now here's where people went nuts. The the far right anti-immigration people, they, this is what he said, this is an amnesty. Trump has sold us out. Uh, Mark Krikorian of the wildly anti-immigrant Center for Immigration Studies encouraged people to burn their MAGA hats on video and send those to the White House. Um, so David, I, I did. I sent that to the White House and I said, thank you for letting me burn your hat. I kid, I never bought a MAGA hat. Um, make America goopy again, all over. So, and then finally, eliminate the lottery and repurpose the visas. The visa lottery selects at random people who come to the United States without consideration of skills, merit, or public safety. That's, none of that's true, by the way. You do have to have a high school diploma or two years in a job that requires skill. Um, and you do have to pass every background check everybody else does. Merit's another issue. You know, what does merit mean? So the program is riddled with fraud, not true. Abuse, not true. Does not serve the national interest, also not true. Eliminate the lot and reallocate the visas to reduce the family backlog and high-skilled employment backlog. So just literally use those numbers to get rid of the 4 million people. So 4 million divided by 50,000, that would be 5 divided by 400,000. So that will take how many years to get through the backlog? Uh, 200. I think it's 200. Pretty sure it's 200. Uh, so that's the White House's... Um, uh, there's another name for this, this, this White House um, proposal, David. It's called Dead on Arrival is the other word for this. Uh, so literally will not see the, not see the light of day. Uh, and so we've got a situation where these, these proposals are sitting out there, and we have to analyze what's really going to happen. Uh, let's take our, uh, our final break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. will be back in just a second to finish up our program. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del Grupo de Abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. David here on the Immigration Hour. We've been talking today about the different immigration proposals. 
you know, Congress and, and, and the press are spending a lot of time talking about this, David. Uh, and this affects, the DACA affects about, generously, uh, one out of every 150 people. And it's been interesting to see on my Facebook feed, I have uh, some friends from high school who uh, who's wildly supported President Trump's plan um, uh, for getting rid of family immigration, um, who in fact themselves are the children of immigrants who immigrated by family immigration. And I asked one of them, so who do you think should immigrate? Well, the immediate family. Well, what is the immediate family? Uh, the brother, the children. I said, aren't your parents part of your immediate family? No. <laughs> you must really hate your father, is all I can tell. Uh, now, I will tell you the Democrats and Republicans were getting rid of brothers and sisters category in, in 2013 and 2008. I think that category is going to go by the wayside eventually. Um, you know, the reality is that that is not something you necessarily need. But when Trump and, and these other anti-immigrants in Congress talk about uh, having a merit-based system, one thing they never talk about, David, is who's going to come to America? Let's say I, I've got more opportunity here if they can't bring their aging parents. You know, we don't really have a cultural tradition super strong in America to take care of our parents. We have all these parking lots and nursing homes and, you know, age, age facilities that we send our parents to. That's not true in other countries. Many other countries, literally, you care for your parents in your home. Do you think some of these really brilliant, wonderful, amazing people will just literally come and say, I agree to come to America knowing I can never take care of my parents? That's, it's just not realistic to believe that. We, and, and really, when did immigration become a problem for America, David? What generated this hatred of immigrants? Well, you, you know from a long time listening to this show that that, of course, is not new. There is a terrific article uh, by Ryan Cooper uh, in uh, The Week magazine uh, and uh, titled The Myth of America's Immigration Problem. And I want to read part of that here because after he gets done talking about the Dems and the Republicans, blah, 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 about what they're doing, um, he says this, This legislative slowdown has led many pundits to argue that Democrats will have to give. The New York Times' Ross Douthat argues that extreme anti-immigration voices like top Trump aide Stephen Miller should be accommodated at the negotiation table because he represents roughly one-third of the people who want to decrease immigration, and that's what it's going to take to get a lasting bargain. This is what he says. This is nonsense. America does not have an immigration problem. We simply should not listen to those who say that the trouble with America is that we're letting in too many foreigners. The lessons of immigration restrictionists of times gone by is instructive here. Previous anti-immigrant panics were driven by whipped-up fears over assimilation, cultural change, and crime. Sound familiar? The poverty and Catholicism of the Irish. The beer-drinking habits of the Germans. Yay! The criminal proclivities of the Italians. And so on. There's a germ of truth to these suspicions. The Irish were indeed Catholic. The Germans did, in fact, like beer. And the Mafia was and is a real thing. But the apocalyptic predictions of the know-nothings, who were themselves very often recent immigrants or descendants thereof, and another classic American tradition, and other similar movements turned out to be totally illusory. illusory. 
America rapidly and successfully eliminated these populations. They both attained and adjusted the cultural baseline, both becoming Americans and adding a bit to what it means to be an American. Anxious white Americans have been predicting disaster over poor new stock immigrants for well over 100 years and have been consistently wrong every time. Most of today's immigration restrictions won't say this in polite company, but their gripes are largely about race. Now, David, yesterday I spoke at the uh, State of Latino uh, event here in Georgia, and uh, there was a great slide. They had people from the Atlanta Regional Commission come in and do they did a presentation about statistics in Georgia, and they showed here, here are all the counties in metro Atlanta and in Georgia in 1980 and their Hispanic populations. And there was no county that had more than 2%. Most counties had none. Then you flash forward starting at about 1990, and it gets a lot more Latino in some places. Then in 2000, massive amounts of Latinos come in. And now in 2016, you have some counties that are 30% Latino. And you look at the same time in our legislature in Georgia, there was no immigration bills presented in 1980. None in 1990. But starting in the mid-90s, with the increase in population of immigrants, you saw anti-immigration bills come in. Now, we know the economic impact of these immigrants has been positive. So what is the reason you get anti-immigration bills? This. It's about race. It's simply about race. After all, things are different now from the huge waves of immigration from Europe in the 19th century in that the countries of origin are less white. Today, Latin America, and especially Mexico, make up the majority of immigrants, while Southeast Asians make up about a quarter. America is home to tens of millions of immigrants. Indeed, a record 43.2 million immigrants were living in the U.S. in 2015, making up 13.4% of the U.S. population. They are, of course, just as diverse as their varied origins suggest. But broadly speaking, Mexican immigrants are disproportionately less educated and poor, typically working in agriculture, low-paying service jobs, manufacturing, and construction, while Asian immigrants tend to be college-educated and working middle-class or higher jobs. Latin immigrants from outside of, the middle, outside of Mexico are in the middle, a bit worse off than the average American, but not by much. This makes less difference than quietly race-obsessed conservatives assume. In terms of actually existing American culture, Latinos are already much better integrated than Irish, Italians or Germans were when they arrived in large numbers. Indeed, Latin American culture has made such a deep imprint on the United States that it might be fairly considered a constitutive element of American culture as a whole. Latinos have been living in parts of the United States since before the very first colonial British immigrants. Spanish is a de facto second language in much of the country. Mexican food and its various adaptions Adaptations can be found in virtually every city and town, and Catholicism has long since become just another ordinary flavor of American Christianity. If we consider history, this shouldn't be remotely surprising. It turns out, when you flagrantly steal half of Mexico, it makes a bit of a lasting imprint. This is really a terrific article, David, and I would encourage all our readers to go out to The Week magazine. I'll put it up on our Facebook page as well, because it's really powerful. But the myth he's talking about, this myth that the extreme anti-immigrant wing of the GOP, which Miller and Steve King from Iowa are the most important members, cannot reconcile itself to this fact. Being a white nationalist 
in an extremely diverse country is effectively hate is to effectively hate that country. Immigrant haters want to destroy the oldest, most distinguishing, and most interesting characteristics of our nation in favor of an invented tradition of chintzy, white-pred garbage. But obviously, immigration policy is not just about race, diversity, America's historic spirit of openness and new peoples, cultures, and ideas. Policymakers must still carry out sensible economic policy so immigrants can get jobs alongside the native-born without hurting the prospect of the nation's citizenry. Studies suggest that immigrants aren't taking jobs away from native-born people or putting significant pressure on. That probably has something to do with the fact that immigrant inflows are not that large, around a million per year on net for the last 30 years, well within the ability of a very large country with deep immigration roots to absorb. I have to tell you, Dave, this is one of the very best analysis on modern-day immigration that I have read in a long time. Um, it is directly on point. Um, I, all I can say, David, is we're in a situation now where Congress must deal with these dreamers. And if they don't deal with them, and ICE begins to effectively enforce deportation on these kids, I think it will cause the literal downfall of the GOP. I can assure you that if Karen Handel, my representative, does not come out and support the DREAM Act, I will make sure and do everything in my power that she is not reelected. That's how important this is. You know, Jesus had a little saying, however you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Jesus was a refugee. Jesus would have been a DACA kid in Egypt. That's the reality. That's where we live. Just this week, my church came out last Friday, David, for the very first time on this immigration issue and said they want Congress to pass the DREAM Act and to encourage family immigration to the United States. Now, I will tell you that a lot of people in my church are going to be angry. A lot of them um, uh, are going to be really upset about this. Um, But you know what? This is what Jesus would do. One guy on Twitter said, I'm turning in my resignation to the church. And I wrote back to him. I said, you know what? When you're done repenting, we'll be ready for you. Come on back when you're, when you're done about this issue. This is a moral issue besides a social and economic issue. And we have to do, we have to encourage our congressmen and our congresswomen to make the right choice, to do the right thing, uh, to make sure that at the end of the day, uh, America remains the immigrant America that we are that we know and love. Uh, that it remains the country that is a beacon of hope, as Reagan talked about, the light on the hill. You cannot underestimate the damage that Donald Trump has done in trying to extinguish the light on the hill. We will not let him do that. That will not happen. There will be a wave coming this next year. A massive, this year in November, a massive wave. Now, I know the election's a long way off, and I know better than to make predictions with David in the room, okay? David's still pushing the Hillary Clinton thing in my face all the time, okay? Uh, But you cannot continue to hate immigrants and expect that the 86% of Americans who support the DREAM Act will continue to support you. Now, good news yesterday, David, as a final note, the Georgia State Senate voted down the Adios Amazon 
English-only bill. And it was funny, its sponsor, Josh McCoon, who clearly is part of the anti-immigration fringe, put a poll that said, well, my, my constituents support this. My response to him is this, Josh, if you really think that your constituents should control how you vote, then why aren't you screaming from the rooftops to support the DREAM Act, which 86% of Americans, including those in your district, support? Thank you for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, uh, or you want to wish David well in his recovery, uh, you can reach him at david at americaswebradio.com. If you want to complain, also send it to david at americaswebradio.com. If you have comments or questions, or even if you'd love to be on this show, you can email me at chuck at immigration.net. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. This is America's Web Radio and the Immigration Hour. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Soy Charles Cook, abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar cómo, qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611, o visítenos por el internet al www.immigration.net. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.